And speaking of churning uh, bad stuff out, uh, Night of the Wear Rooster. I'm ready, man. Let's do this. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's awesome. Welcome. You're listening to Paleo Cheese Podcast, Episode 10, Part 2, Night of the Wear Rooster. All right, so um, Night of the Wear Rooster. Talk about a train wreck, bro. It's an indie B movie about a group of people who travel out to a. Well, yeah, an understatement. Yeah, you're being generous. <laughs> about a group of people who travel out to a remote wooded area in order to have a guide lead them to the woods where their loved ones have disappeared. Mm-hmm. Uh, once out there, they find out their loved ones have been killed by a lycanthrope rooster. Uh, it's directed by David Radford, written by David Radford, and starring Lance Blaylock, Carly Hiwa, and a bunch of other people that uh, I don't think any of us have ever heard of before. You go to their IMDb, and they're they're in a lot of the same films together. Yeah, this is his first yeah. uh, full-length feature film. In fairness, yeah, in fairness to him, it's his first film. <laughs> I tried. Yeah, I tried finding his shorts, man. I, I found one. Kidding. I found. I found one of his shorts. But yeah, yeah, it's his first. Um, it actually won an award. I, I don't know how prestigious this this uh, <laughs> <laughs> this Whoa. film festival is, but they won oh. best feature at the Mad Monster Party Film Festival in 2016. They were high. <laughs> they were, they well, were high and drunk, dude, for days. A lot, well, of, a lot of ether. We don't know what 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 <laughs> they were up against, you know. Yeah, but yeah. this is this is our second uh, venture into as Paleo Cheese, Paleo Cheese two Yeah, doing a B movie. First one was Killer Sofa, and we thoroughly enjoyed it. It was impressive for what it was. This is more akin to what we thought maybe we were getting into. Uh, in a nutshell, Night of the Were Rooster, um, and I don't want to be, I don't want to be cruel to the filmmakers right. and to the actors and stuff like that because I know that effort was put into this, and I know that this movie was not supposed. To, I know that when they made this movie, they knew this is going to suck, yeah, um, or you know, but it's supposed to suck, and people who like that kind of stuff are going to dig this. But I do have to say, it has some of the worst acting, editing, and dialogue I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> in soundtrack. In soundtrack. In soundtrack. Yes. And so- yeah. yeah, the audio is... Yeah. Uh, on their defense, that music is just not my kind of thing. The bluegrass and the, the country type stuff, I mean, we just got done talking about uh, what right. I feel about bluegrass and country. <laughs> so there was that was the soundtrack, pretty much, for the most part. And so somebody who likes that kind of music, they might like the soundtrack. Yeah, they, they might. <laughs> you know, if they if they like it, they'd be like, "Hey, man, I thought the soundtrack was mega dope." You know, I I thought when I when I watched it, it was saying on the IMDb score that out of out of five, it was like a four something, bro. Well, that's because it only has like four reviews. No, dude, it had a decent number. Like that's what I was trying to. I was just thinking about this, and I'm that's- like. I'm telling you, man, I think I, we're going to be up Crab's Creek with some people. They're going to be like, mm. dude, bro, this was the best movie. Okay. Uh, it is a 4.3. Out of 5 or out of 20? That's a good... Out of 20. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Is it? Is it out of... 10. Is it out of 10? It's got to be. Let me see. I'm, I'm, I'm going to see if I can read it. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's 10. All right. Well, then it was so it was so deceptive because on Amazon, it just shows five, and I was like, "Dude, no!" I'm like, "Come on!" And I don't I don't want to be rude either. And actually, and to to their credit, I want to say something, man, about about this before anything else. I watched um, I watched a hilarious uh, interview. Actually, it was on a, some television show, and and it was so funny because I had to imagine that you know y- you got the guy hosting the show. It was a WJHL interview and the, the icon or the thumbnail had this lady, you know, she kind of looked like, um, you know, nice blonde hair, relatively mom hot, you know, but kind of at that place where it's, you know, it's going down. 
And the thing is, is like, <laughs> you know, it's, I don't mean to be rude, but no, I'm not meaning to be rude. It happens in life. We all, we all experience this, but you know, the thing is, is that, that, that it, it's like a real show of some kind. I mean, it's, you know, you got call letters, dude, WJHL. I don't know what this place is, but the guy comes on and he's like, you know, kind of jolly looking. And he's like, what's crazier than a were rooster kind of thing, you know, when he's got this fun jazzy sound to him and he's really exciting. It sounds like he'd be kind of a fun morning show local thing. But I'm thinking he has he has the director on and he has one of the one of the other guys from the film. And it was quite obvious that the people involved with the film had fun. Yeah. They enjoyed it. They, you know, they, they saying that, you know, it was just a ton of chicken jokes all the time. Mm -hmm. Right. And that they know that it's it's ridiculous. Okay, so they're not they're not out of their minds. Um, and that it was hard to keep a straight face at any point because it was just so absurd. You mm -hmm. know the whole thing. So I could imagine that that they're just good hearted, having fun. You know, making a film that's cuckoo crazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, so I'll, I'll give them that. And there were a couple parts in the film that we'll, I mean we'll talk about it, but that I think were actually intelligent, and that were you could do an analysis on it that there was a, re a reasonable debate for example about murder um a reasonable debate about or killing let me take that back killing another one about the nature of work and sadness um and i thought that was an interesting thing um even kind of the existential clown world that was involved in that in that specific situation um and i thought that was clever the the reference to Shakespeare, I thought was clever. So there was a number of different things. And even the one scene that I know we're going to talk about with the, the, the aunt, right? Who's this ridiculous, over-the-top character, totally, in a way, I'd say unbelievable, but I, I kind of know some ladies like this. Um, and so they exist <laughs> in this world, these people. and um, But she, in the part that a lot of people go, that's terrible advice. I actually think that some of it was quite good. But it was mixed in with terrible advice and it was not done for the good for the right reasons. And so people could actually, you know, analyze that and, and talk about it. But this WJHL guy, I don't think he knew. I, there's no way he saw the film. He doesn't like it was just a lighthearted, fun thing. Where rooster with the chicken. And and I'm thinking he also like, he also stated at the beginning, he's like, coming to a theater near you. And I'm like, yeah, no, dude. No, no, no way. And, you know, so there's no way he saw it. And he's like, we got a clip lined up from the movie. And I'm like thinking that's that was from the trailer. The clip, I think, was from the trailer, you know, where rooster and having the feathers in his hands and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So it's part a publicly it, available it. thing. Nobody went and said, hey, uh, pull us a clip. You know, and, and maybe that's what they gave him. But it wasn't any special secret clip nobody else could see publicly. And I'm thinking this guy. I wonder if he regrets that. <laughs> like, I, I wonder if people called and said, you know, my little Johnny was watching WJHL in the morning and, and went and watched Were Rooster because you, you know, you son of a son of a clock, <laughs> like I, mother clocker. <laughs> when I when I first started watching it, I thought I thought he hadn't seen it. And yeah. then I, I, I questioned whether he did or not. But I think it had a lot to do with like just a local pride thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? He's proud of his homeboys from his city there. Yeah. I'm assuming, I, I, I believe that they uh, were all from the same. Well, from New Jersey, aren't they? Because they said uh, it was a Virginia, scene. I thought. Is it Virginia? That, that would make sense. It was filmed they, in Virginia. And yeah. that the guy in the <laughs> TV show have a more kind a of little a, bit of an accent. He didn't sound like a, he didn't sound like he's from New Jersey. No, he wasn't saying what a, a radiator. They were saying you know. that one scene was filmed in New Jersey, though. Yeah, and they were telling people that they they were betting that people wouldn't be able to identify which scene it was, you know. But it just it cracked me up. But I got to think, man, like if if you know, imagining you watching it and going, eh, maybe this guy did watch that, dude. What kind of a sick sick freak, man, is this dude? I mean, because you can tell that the show is like the morning drive thing, you know. And they're not the morning drive, but like you know, grandma grandma's waking up at six in the morning, and they're they're tuning in to hear about the birthdays for the day in town. You know, mm -hmm. Star and Ethel are having their 70th. They're tuning in for that. And, you know, for any local news that might be going on. Mm -hmm. And this guy brings up Were Rooster and they go, well, that sounds cute. And then they turn it on and they're just petrified, dude. Right. I, mean, I, I can just imagine. It's like it's like that movie UHF where the the 
tycoon media tycoon doesn't realize that he's being recorded and he's talking about the terrible peons of the people who watch and there's the old lady who's like you know a partisan viewer she's watching all the time she loves that station and mm-hmm. she's watching just aghast oh my gosh kind of thing and i can just imagine that, that there are a lot of grannies dude in that town that are all over jolly rogers on that wjhl because there's no way that they were happy about that well it could have been a it could have been like a even like a well, it did have like a handle or what I was gonna say. Yeah, could, could it could have been like a access vision type thing. It did give that feel, didn't it? A little, yeah, low budget. Yeah, l- l- low budget. You know. Yeah. In fairness, if I watched that show and I was a local, a yokel local, I would be actually probably into it. I, I would wake up in the morning with some raisin brand two scoops and and watching that guy. You know, maybe even because he slides in those those ridiculous perverted movies you know that, that fly under the radar because of the name um, yeah the guy maybe didn't have any idea um mm-hmm. i i remember there's a story about black flag i think in like 77 they got uh into an outdoor show because they told um the people were putting on the show that they that they did cover songs i think they told i think they told them they did like chuck berry and stuff like that oh, and yeah it was uh <laughs> it's more to the story but yeah so you never know i mean right, you, right. you know they could have uh creative types sometimes they gotta kind of you know pull your leg to get their stuff seen this one bro good bad and ugly you know whatever this one's on you man well we, we can blame yeah. we can blame the 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 D role yeah what, what was that called man uh, it was some uh, D20 generator online. But yeah, I made us roll a D20 to see who would pick the movie. Now, we were going to pick The Room, which is, uh, uh, what's his name, Tommy Wiseau's movie, which is a bad movie, but I was afraid that you wouldn't think it, it with all the hype, it's not as bad as you might think. Like maybe it's only a few scenes or something. You, no, and- no, the whole thing sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, but the hype could ruin it, man. Because I mean, there's there's a there's a sick pleasure in watching something that's terrible, you yeah. know. I mean, you, you know, and so if somebody if they hype it up and you're like, dude, this is the worst, and then you watch it, and you're like, well, I might have seen something worse, maybe. My first suggestion, I and I still hope, man. I know this is kind of it's not it's not quite Unicorn City, right? Because that was my pick, but like waiting for Guffman, dude. I just I I'm oh, a believer you in that wanted film. to do that. Yeah, it was my initial my initial thought. And so we went, we went from, you know, maybe waiting for Guffman, maybe to, to deciding between where rooster and the room because waiting for Guffman is actually good. <laughs> like yeah. at least I, at least I think it is right. And so it's, it doesn't, it's not, it's not in the same world as what we're talking about, what we were aiming for with this. Cause we've got some ideas up our sleeves, dude, for different, different things yeah. that we're going to do even kind of special, you know, comparisons and things like this. We're going to have a lot of fun, but yes. we, we like doing these terrible movies too. Yes. My thoughts on the first 10 minutes, mm-hmm. uh, when I put in the movie, um, you know, it was, <laughs> it, it had like this kind of like prologue, mm-hmm. you know, with the, the, the chick that's standing out in that's been hired to stand out basically as bait while this old man, tries to snipe the were rooster. We don't know this yet, but they're communicating through like an earpiece or something, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. And he's like telling her, say the line while he's way off on this cliff or something. And so she's like, Oh no, I'm lost. And it wasn't, I was like, okay, fine. This is exactly what I thought it was going to be. But it wasn't until after that little prologue thing where the people gathered on the boat and then you've got all of these characters that you know you're going to be watching for the next hour, almost hour and a half yeah, uh, with their dialogue and the ridiculous jokes. And I just thought, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> and I almost, oh. you know, because it was one that I kind of picked. <laughs> oh. And oh, that, that I did pick, and um, I almost stopped it and called you and was like, "Dude, no, <laughs> we'll do something else." But the movie does get better. Yeah. Uh, 
it, it gets a little funnier, some of the jokes, but there were actually, I, I actually laughed out loud, like at least twice mm -hmm. uh, during the movie. But that was like my initial thought within the first 10 minutes is like, get me out of here. Why am, why am I doing this to myself and my podcast and Jeremiah? <laughs> Oh, dude. Oh, the first 10 minutes, I was wondering why you were doing this to me. I was like, dude, what is this? And uh, my wife was downstairs and she was watching it. And um, my my teenager saw part of it and ended up falling asleep, thankfully, um, for reasons we'll explain. But, you know, it was um, it was tough, dude. The first 10 minutes, it was I. You know, I there's there's a kind of bad acting that i can deal with like like we said waiting for guffman you mm -hmm. know so there's i think there's a place for that but there's mm -hmm. also bad actors that are like it's just so detached from the character that you just there's no suspended disbelief at all and you know the uh the very beginning you, you know you got the girl she's in the tall weeds and so he's totally using her as bait. I mean, as you're already saying, like, wow, man, this is pretty messed up. Oh, am I going to be in danger? It's like, what do you think, man? Mm -hmm. He's got you walking amongst the weeds out in the middle of nowhere. Like, why would he do that? You know, so, like, you're already in a weird situation. And then homeboy, man, his hands were all trembly. I mean, he yeah. was really shaking badly. Yeah. And and then there's a scene where he's running, and it's kind of got that. It was It was a certain time where when you would have fast action scenes where it would be kind of almost slowed down a little bit mm. and the movement blurred and it would kind of go blurry to clear and blurry to clear back and forth as they're like yeah. running through the woods and the cameras moving around and stuff. And like when you're on robo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you, when you're robo tripping, yeah. you know, beep boop. And so like the, uh, yeah. When you're, when you're totally high on the old uh, cough syrup. So the, that's what it was like, though. I mean, yeah. And in, in fact, that's actually kind of true. <laughs> like, you're not lying. Um, and that—that's the the effect. And that guy. So, like, that was m decent, you know. But it still gave me the feeling that they were recording with like a phone. Like, mm -hmm. it, especially because the audio was so bad. Mm -hmm. Like, there was no. I don't know if they didn't mic people up. Like, yeah. I, it, it was no boom or something. Like, what what's happening? Because the audio, you could just hear the fullness of wherever they were. So it had that hyper-realistic feel to it. And so, and then when he he's running away and then he falls, but it doesn't show the fall. And this is true of a lot of the effects in there. The, you know, stunts that happen, like with the fall of the guy who's, you know, because he's uh, scared of the were-rooster and he's booking it, you know, because the girl's gone and obviously taken. So he's booking and then he, ah, and you hear this noise, this scream, pretty bad. And, you know, he falls down the cliff and um, gets up and he sees the, the were-rooster. But you never see, the, and this, that, this is upsetting, man. You never see the, that bugger. You only see kind of the eye and stuff. You don't Yeah, we're going to get to that. Yeah, it's upsetting. But, like, you know, you hear the kind of yeah. thing. And he looks at it and he pulls out a machete. Mm -hmm. Like, I, out of his out of his camo and i'm thinking bro that's a big what, what kind of pocket you got in there <laughs> how did you not just stab yourself you know like you fell down this thing and you got a machete in your inside pocket that scene that you're talking about where he fell um that poor old guy did fall in real life uh during like rehearsal and ended up in the hospital and almost died from a puncture wound Dude, you are so lying, bro. No, I'm not lying. Oh, where'd you no. where'd you read this? Where'd <laughs> I, you read this? I, I read it on IMDB and then I heard oh, some what? people talking about it on uh YouTube. What? Man, I think that I think that's some some uh some hype, dude. I think this is I think this well, is what's fun what's funnier, dude, is that you've got this guy who gets yeah. you've got like this legit reaction. I mean, I don't know if they were filming, but let's say they were. Okay. I don't know like if it was a real just, thing. <laughs> yeah. Not only did they not use the real thing or him, whatever, but when he when he fell in the in the movie, they used a Wilhelm scream. A Wilhelm scream is a a stock sound effect. It's generally used when someone is shot or falls or is thrown from an explosion. It's been in used from everything from like uh, some of the Star Wars things to different Spielberg movies to nearly every Tarantino movie, uh, Lord of the Rings, the Hobbit, 
a bunch of Pixar movies, Pirates of the Caribbean, even video games like Red Dead Redemption and Grand Theft Auto. It was even used in one of your favorite movies, District 9. Yeah. Well, I, so they I used like this nine. scream. So that you got this guy who does like this stunt accidentally. And I'm, a, you know, so and not only did the raw scream and they don't use the, yeah. And not only that, but they don't even use him screaming. They use a Wilhelm scream. And that's probably just maybe like an Easter egg or, or kind yeah. of like a inside joke to them, you know, but I thought that that was super interesting. Yeah, and you don't want to get flack. I mean, look at what Tarantino's going through right now, you know, because of the, uh, the kill bill scene, you know, where she's in the car, right driving and it apparently lost control right ended up hurting herself for real in real life oh really um oh yeah yeah yeah. and he, it was it was a lot of flack kind of the the way that he reacted to it and things like that and so mm. you know so they're like look we're trying to avoid that you know we don't want to have <laughs> a real stream but I, I didn't know that you know and so hey mad props to that that actor dude i'm sorry for busting his chops you know maybe that's why he was so shaky dude you know he's still in therapy because <laughs> he mm. fell you know i don't know well, as soon as he got he got was done with his his treatment and got out of the hospital and everything he uh, apparently he went back and and that's when he dropped work. that that memorable line where he goes cockadoodle do you son of a yeah <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah end of him you know but right from the beginning dude the first ten minutes no nah, man no like no <clears throat> yeah Lou there's there's a character. Right, name Lou, and this, and I think that if they would have toned down certain things, like it's salvageable. <clears throat> Boobs. <clears throat> yeah, exactly, dude. Yeah. Yes, breasts. Uh, the gay, the, the the guy trying really hard to to play off like he's overcompensate. Not yeah. Way, way too much, dude. I mean, it was mm-hmm. like ridiculous. But Lou, the character for Lou, I feel badly because. You know, I mean, for one, she gets off so quickly, you know, which is weird that they had any character development with her at all because she just gets totally jacked. Like, yeah, I was thinking that, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. What's the point of this? The back. I'm glad they did, you know, because, oh, they, yes, you know, it's kind of a fascinating thing. But yeah. lose this this girl who right from the beginning, everything is about her, her breasts. boobs, yeah. everything. And, you know, and there, there's this very unnatural conversation, like what your name is, Lou. And she's like, yeah, you know, what do you want to make of it? You think I can't be called Lou because I got breast kind of thing? You remind me of that cash me outside girl. Some, What's that? Yeah, I, you probably don't even want to know. It's just some <laughs> really arrogant uh, yeah. teenager that was on Dr. Phil. I've seen some some crazy Dr. Phil's from the PewDiePie reviews. of, But it's, it's, mean, it's gotten popular to the point where it's ridiculous. Re- Ridiculous. I mean, she was given, she's just a snotty, arrogant girl who, because of how obnoxious she was on the show toward the audience, toward her mother, now they turn her into a musician and she's got all kinds of money. And it's just, and she's really, really entitled. Well, it kind of reminded me of a very young guy. The episode where there's the dude at the golf course who, or he, he like, he pops up out of the uh, manholes and stuff. And he's like, yeah, he's like, this is my name. What you want to fight about it? Yeah. The whole like yeah. beginning uh, right up until probably her death. Then the movie picked up a little bit, <laughs> you know, then, it, then, the, then the stuff that was actually yeah. supposed to be funny kind of got funny. And even that kid that was in the closet, he did that so much that at first it was annoying. And then somehow it became a little charming for me. You know, he's like, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he's trying to play it off. And it's quite obvious to like everybody, like everybody knows. And he, he, he does the one where he's like, yeah, don't really? ask, don't tell. My, am I right? Kind of thing. My gator didn't go off at all. <laughs> right. It did. It, I'm not, I'm not even joking. What? What? I just thought he was an awkward dude. Oh dude. No, man. I was more, I, I was less, I, I knew he was gay, you know, but I, you know, from the beginning, but I was surprised that, the way that they did that. And I was like, yeah, I can imagine some people not being too happy about that. I do question whether some of the stuff with, was intentionally supposed to be funny or not at all. Like there's a scene when they're, they're like, all right, let's, you know, we're going to do this with this guide and we're going to get on the boat. And there's like this little montage of them forming a train to get all of their stuff on the boat, which is nothing more than like three backpacks. And they have a literal, like, train where they're team working to get these three backpacks out of the boat and then once they get out there that that chick lou it shows her like underwater like like she's drowning 
And when then when the go, dude goes to grab her, she's in like knee high water. four inches of yeah. I don't even know if it was that not even deep. knee high. Yeah. Yeah. She's in like six inches of water, four inches or something. Zero current. I mean, there was current like down there, but where she was, no current. And I didn't know if that was like if if that was, you know, we were supposed to laugh here, or if they were just like just because it's so low budget. Like, nobody <laughs> they go out to the deeper part of the river yeah <laughs> they're like don't don't risk it lady yeah, well, yeah. you don't no. even show her fall you know no. it, it just, yeah it's like it's just like where's lou yeah yeah like it doesn't mm-hmm. show her like fall or slip or anything it's just and next thing next scene she's just underwater and then when she comes up it doesn't even show her come up it's just an immediate cut shot to her basically sitting down in the water and a guy acting like he's like pulling her in from the deeper part of the river. Another one that I don't think was on purpose because it was so subtle and hard to, or and, and, and easy to miss was that the assault rifle that the, uh, the buff dude, I can't yeah. remember his name, buddy that he buddy. was carrying, dude, it had the orange thing on the end of, on the end of the inside of the barrel. I didn't even was, see that. Yeah. It was a toy. <laughs> And they hadn't, they didn't, because he was like not being safe with that thing at all. He's just like, he's just facing it toward the ladies, walking around, talking, you know, all exasperated, saying everybody's crazy, which is true. Yeah. If if anybody wants to like watch the the movie, um, I made note of that, of that particular scene where I noticed that it's at the 2644 mark. And then you can see it again later in the movie. But uh, yeah, Yeah. I, Yeah. I, I, I left. And I don't think it was intentional. Like I said, it was it was too uh, too easy to miss. You know, I kind of there was there was at least one character that I kind of liked at least, and I felt like you know, like kind of reminded me of a buddy of ours a little bit. You know, but Colonel Sanders, dude, Colonel Ralph Sanders, and it you know because he's supposedly this you know tycoon. He's this wealthy guy, made his millions in trading and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, and now he's a hunter and you get mm-hmm. the impression that he knows more about what's happening than what he's letting on. Yeah. But I thought it was funny that he actually mentions um, Sundog Outfitters in Damascus, Virginia. I was like, it's such a specific reference. I'll put some pictures in the video of this place, man. It's this small, small place, you know, but it's a real it's a real location. And he's like, I get all my equipment from there. And he pretends to smoke. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he's, he's, he's just chawing on that, you know, the nub of a. Cigar, but I there are dudes who do that, man. Yeah, there are. Yeah, I don't know. I felt like he was a better actor than some of the rest of them. I agree with you, and I don't know if it was because he had so much facial hair, it was kind of you know, I, I feel like almost that kind of helped him too, just his, his character, the style. Yeah, and his story was pretty funny. There's this scene where you know they they find out that. Lou is dead, right? Lou dies pretty quickly. You know, well, we'll let that cat out of the bag. So Lou dies and he's, you know, he touches the, the chicken crap and he's like, you know, he's sitting there. And he's like, oh, it's really acidic and stuff. And they figure out that it's Lou. Cause at first they were like, well, how do you know? And you're like, well, those things. And it, it was fun. That was actually mildly funny. Cause it was breast implants. And but, she um, had her middle finger up. And she had her middle. F- <laughs> and she had her middle finger up, you know, but it's like, there's a scene where, they're sitting down at the camp and they're like, you know, well, Hey man, we're kind of sitting ducks here. You know, what's, what's, uh, what's up? Why don't we go try to get this, this rooster where rooster. And, um, and he's like, cause we're being watched and he pulls out this knife. Right. And he's like, you see this. And it's this knife. And everybody's looking at him. He goes, he said, uh, I got this knife from an Aboriginal shaman in Australia on a walkabout looking for the rainbow serpent. It glows blue when something supernatural is nearby. You can bet it's a were rooster. <laughs> and then he goes through and he knows like all this stuff apparently he's he hunts werewolves he hunts vampires and he, he said you know that they're they're not real but they don't know they're not real kind of you know so he's kind of a weird guy completely ripped off bilbo's dagger sting from the hobbit yeah and so yeah i, I didn't even think of that in the moment man because i was too i was too caught up on that whole image of an aboriginal shaman like and hunting down the rainbow serpent on a walkabout in Australia. And I was thinking, you know, you know, I'm in the world of lost too. So I'm like thinking, oh man, John Locke, he was going on a walkabout in Australia. And so I'm like, maybe he knew Locke, but, um, and he was a hunter. He also hunts chupacabras, right? So mm-hmm. he's like really into this stuff. Well, and I'll say this, man, he's got this awkward relationship with Mr. Ascot, uh, Stan. 
in the film, who's a very awkward character too. Um, but he, he's sitting there and he, he, Stan realizes that Colonel Sanders knew about this where rooster and, and Stan's dad died while being out here. And, you know, he's blaming Colonel Sanders now for the death of his dad. And he's like, you bastard. I knew it. I, I knew that you brought him out here. I suspected it kind of thing. Like that they knew, oh yeah, man, I knew you were under the wear rooster. Give me a break. <laughs> so you know, the world these guys inhabit is very bizarre. Yeah. What what do you think of the flashbacks? Do you think that they were I mean you talked a little bit about the 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 one with the ants or whatever and how really unnecessary that was considering um Lou wasn't even around for very long and everybody yeah. had made up their mind. We really didn't need to know uh the story behind her her boob trauma and why she is so um, fixated on them. There's one other one and it may have not been necessary, but it was actually pretty funny. The the one with buddy. Yeah. For buddy, a couple, yeah, yeah. for a couple of reasons. Yeah. It was funny. Like for one, he's trying to get his dad to get a job and, and uh, move on with life. His brother's dad somehow. Right. So and the dad yeah. is super depressed, yeah. Yeah, so he wants his dad to stand back up and dust off and, you know, get back to living. And so the dad says, you mean, like, be a clown or whatever he said? He says, go back, like, go back to work? Yeah. He's like, you think that would help? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I do. So he goes back and he gets dressed gets, for work and comes out and he's a clown. Yeah, and he said, this is better? <laughs> yeah. I, I laughed pretty yeah. hard there. Yeah. I, and I, that's what I was saying earlier about clown world, man. Like this is, um, I felt that that was like an existential insight, like philosophical almost that on the one hand, there's, there is, you know, you're, you're dealing with the grief of being a dad and you should never have to bury your own kids kind of thing. And how do you continue on when you've lost something so near and dear, someone so near and dear to you? Um, we've talked about that in our Paddleton episode, so we don't need to rehash that. But the, the thing is, is that one of the things that genuinely helps is work. You know, people people talk about music, for example, playing music, learning guitar and strumming and letting your emotions out or playing piano and letting your emotions out or doing work and, and going outside and, and putting your mind to something, not just to distract, but to be productive, mm -hmm. right? And that there is, um, there's so much to that psychologically, um, even physiologically that helps you especially in times of grief. And so there was an element of that that's true. But what's what makes it kind of the absurdist stuff, you know, almost like a waiting for Godot moment, was, was that he was a clown. Mm -hmm. And that that's his world. His world, yeah. like, oh, so this is better. And it was, like I said, I think it's it a real waiting for Godot moment. And it was clever like waiting for Godot too, because um, when he, he ends up shooting himself, and it's, it's kind of on purpose right um but it doesn't doesn't shoot himself in the head somehow like they're fighting over the gun and he ends yeah. up dying but then he he he's throwing out this stuff about shakespeare from hamlet and his mm -hmm. son doesn't understand to me it was funny because it was intellectual and i felt like if the rest of the movie was as smart as that and the flashback with the the ant dude you know the ant to be clear on that um there's a flashback from lou Right. Right before she dies. I mean, it's like almost immediately before. And she has this flashback about how before she was always talking before the time came where she was always talking about her breasts and tough and mean toward men and, and not showing weakness. She was the girl next door type thing. Um, really mm. kind of wooed easily by dreamy eyes and the voice and ooh kind of thing. But she walks into her aunt's house and her aunt is this lady. She's got to be like, what would you say, man? 300 pounds? Oh, at least she, dude. She's a big woman, dude. But mm -hmm. she, she's one of those big women, and we all know. Okay, there, there's certain big women who they own it, and it's just part of their stick, you know. Mm -hmm. And they still dress sexy. And she's talking on the phone to this person. That whole conversation, dude, was it was just hilarious, man. Because the, the aunt's on the phone when she walks in, and she's talking to this guy, right? And she's twirling her hair and you're hearing just one side of this conversation, but quite obviously the dude on the line loves this woman, right? He's, he's giving her talking about pearls and stuff. She's like, Oh, pearls. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She's living it up. Like she's, she's a diva. Okay. Yeah. And she goes, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. 
And so she's got kind of this spunky attitude and stuff. But it was funny because she hung up the phone right before she hung it up. She's like, look, my, my niece is here and I'm getting ready to say some things to you that are kind of smoking hot. And I don't want her young virgin ears to hear it. <laughs> so she hangs up and, and but she doesn't like the guy. She's using him. Right. She she mm-hmm. she's like, yeah, you know, yeah, I'm with him. I'm with a bunch of guys kind of thing. And, uh, you know, and so she's giving she's giving her niece this advice and and saying, look, we got we got to deal with this kind of thing. And her advice was like good advice, kind of on some stuff. Right. She said, most important thing of all, never show any kind of weakness to a man. Right. She said, never say thank you when the door opens. It's it's as natural as breathing. Right. In other words, that's kind of it's an assumed responsibility, an assumed responsibility of some degree of custom and courtesy, right? Between the sexes. And, and then she says, uh, let him know his place. She said, show him what you got as much as you can, but you never let him get it until he comes to you on your terms. And I thought, that's that's women's choice, man. Her response was, Well, what if he's dreamy or good and he's got a he's got a really good voice and uh, and anything like that. And, and the aunt's like, no, 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 it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if he's dreamy voice doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter if he saves your life. And I thought that's actually true. And so, I mean, just because the guy saves your life doesn't mean that you should procreate with him. Right? And so on the one hand, I think that some of her advice was good, <laughs> but some of the reasons it was all selfish for her though. I mean, it was all about pearls and traveling the world and she's mm-hmm. been with a bunch of dudes but because she was just given that advice and then spruced up and kind of told to accentuate her chest more and really play that up, that advice ended up making her character insufferable. Yeah. She like yeah. body shamed her first, yeah. like at the, like at the end of her, uh, it's like, yeah, oh yeah, you need to fix this. You need to fix this. We'll get this fixed up. Like you're not good enough. Right. Where you are right now. You're not good enough. Right. Back to the, the uh, one flashback with the, the clown dad dying. I also laughed because you know the son didn't understand that he was he was uh, reciting Shakespeare, yeah. and he's like, and he called him a moron, and he, his dad's dying. Yeah, you know, clearly dying. He's going to die, and the son takes the time. He's like, "I'm not a moron. You are." <laughs> <laughs> and he's like crying, and he's so upset. He's more upset by the fact that his dad just called him a moron than he is that his dad is is dying, but. As soon as that dude came out of the flashback, I thought it was funny that the colonel said, "Hey, did you have a flashback?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it was kind of like in a sense, kind of breaking the fourth wall. I could have done without the bartender uh, character. Yeah, yeah. But I understand that he was a he was a bit of a he was like a red herring, you know. He was we were I think we were supposed to believe that there's your there's your wear rooster right there. He's never around. And then he only shows up when people die, you know. He's off, he's then he's off back in the woods again or wherever. So, I thought that yeah, he was supposed to be some kind of red herring. Yeah, I could have done. I could have done without. There, there's so much in the movie, honestly, that I could have done without. <laughs> you know, but it was it, it, for real. And then there, there's there's some wangs in this movie that I could have done without. You know, there was a. Yeah. Uh, it was dong country. It was not cool. <laughs> it was some scenes that, in fact, I was kind of, I was kind of bummed out because I looked it up, man. And, and I, I know this is crude. Okay. And this is just, this is a straight up warning. This is not a movie to have your kids be like, Oh, where rooster. If your kid gets on prime and says, where rooster looks funny, do not, <laughs> okay. you will, you will regret it. It's so strange because for, for a couple of reasons, number one, there's no nudity in the movie okay there's a bear and, back yeah well yeah but yeah. we don't yeah. you don't see any sex organs and <laughs> huh <laughs> yeah yeah okay okay yeah, I mean, you know, okay you know? <laughs> what i'm trying to say is uh-huh. we normally just we'll see i mean there's like either you know plenty of boobs in a movie yeah, like this yeah. plenty and sometimes full frontal nudity, you know, for, for the female. What you very rarely see is a penis in a, in a rated R film. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's tons of them out there, but you, it's a rarity that you actually see that. So 
there was zero, there was all kinds of opportunity to, not, not to say that I wanted to see any of the, the TNA in there, right. but for this kind of movie and for having the two girls in there and then whatever they wanted to do in flashbacks, there was plenty of opportunity to show breasts or, or more, but instead of like, the, the only nudity they do show is severed penises. And so... <laughs> Yeah, and the fact that Lorena Bobbitt, where yeah, and and, yeah. and I also found it weird that so you've got that kind of like backwards, and then it wasn't really a gory movie. So the only I, I've seen severed penises in movies like uh, Street Trash and stuff, but they're <laughs> you say it so flippantly, like he's <laughs> like, yeah, I mean it's severed wieners, you know. What I mean? yeah. <laughs> I've never I've never seen I have never seen a movie. This is really? this, yeah, it's another one of those unpopular opinions i guess or but it's, you know it's one of those weird. embarrassing admissions <laughs> what i'm trying to say what i'm trying to say is like like both the okay okay no nudity right yeah, yeah but then you get the worst of the nudity yeah you know what i'm saying like not very gory movie but then you get the worst of it you know so it's like it was weird it was weird that those severed penises were even in this movie at all you know i was trying to think man like because I knew this would come up. In fact, I was insistent. I'm like, I, I you know, I, I always check parental stuff on IMDb. You said there's no nudity in it. Um, you know, and I was like, oh, there's a, a back of a girl. And you're like, yeah, yeah, but not no nudity. You said, but there, there are um, severed, severed dogs. And I thought, I'm like, what? So I went online <laughs> yeah. and, and I, I mean, this is terrible to admit this, but I mean, you, you, this is what we do, man. This is, we, we watch this kind of stuff. So you really don't have to, um, but the, the thing is, I looked it up. I was like, you know, is there any, any? But you looked like, at to clarify. You you were probably looking it up to see if it would be okay to watch with your kids. And at what well, point? If, yeah, and if that's the only thing, if that was the only thing, then if if it gave a timestamp, I would flip over that timestamp and keep going. I would just say mm -hmm. when it gets to that part, sco uh, scooch over it. You're mm -hmm. you're a manual. What is it? I don't know if it's. I forget what it's called. Where it's like it's not Angel Fire, I forget what it's called. Anyway, it's uh it cleans up your movies, right? Mm. Um, and so I I know there's services that do that. I've never tried it because I don't want to miss out on a lot of things. Anyway, so so I, I do that sometimes if I know that the movie is otherwise a good movie. You know, like Phantasm, dude. Phantasm is a movie that I would be completely down with my sons watching, but I have to skip over two different parts. Mm -hmm. And that's it. And I, I think it's good that we, you know, talk about that kind of stuff. But uh, so I was looking for it, dude. So I'm trying to like fast forward to see, you know, what the scenes are and stuff. And I'm not entirely sure what I'm looking for. I mean, I, I know what I'm looking for, mm -hmm. but I don't yeah. know the context of the frame. You know, so I'm, <clears throat> yeah. I'm kind of scooching through and fast forwarding and I'm reaching out to you, man. You know, but you you normally go to bed at like 830 at night, you know. I, so I was <laughs> in bed. And and I'm laying there watching uh, Twin Peaks actually. For, oh yeah, yeah. I'm laying there and I'm in bed and my I, I'm using my iPad and I see this message that says, "Hey, where are the penises at? <laughs> do you yeah. know, do you know whereabouts they're at?" Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm thinking, dude, I'm like, I because I I'm, I was like drifting yeah. off. Yeah, and I was like, and I, I mean, like, I was even <laughs> asking for like the context of the scene. You know what I mean? Like anything to help me. Yeah. And so, but, you, but it wasn't there. And then, you know, but you were like, well, the first one's kind of hard to tell. Yeah. And you said the second time, no, it's like super duper obvious. And yes, because it flings it on somebody, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> whoa, whoa. So then throws it and kind of hits like a, you know, right in the face, kind of a crazy yeah. situation, you know, but um, that was, that was the thing. You know what I mean? Like I could have done without that. <laughs> Obviously I think the world could, um, but you know, other than that, well, no, I'm trying to give it the benefit of the doubt. I'm trying to give it more credit, man, and not be so critical. But, it, you know, because there were so many references to breasts and because there were so many references to, you know, innuendo mm -hmm. and just it was so much of it throughout the whole thing that I can't in good conscience say that this is a movie you can just skip over. I mean, you would you would you would miss like. 40% of the movie. Yeah. yeah, it's not a kid's movie. I mean, it, no. it does look innocent and tame. 
but then it, it comes at you with, and surprises you with some, some stuff like uh, particularly, you know, the, the penis parts. And then the, the part where uh, that guy comes out of the closet and uh, makes his declaration is a little, uh, probably not something you want your kids to hear. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> when, but then he ends when, up, having, but then he ends up, the insinuation is that he liked the girl or at least he was down with what he saw. You know, no, I'm talking like, about when he said, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we'll leave it. <laughs> you know, when he's like, uh, it was, it was also, it was like wordplay because he was yeah, referring to the rooster. Cock a doodle do kind of talk. Yeah. Uh, he's like, I love this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and does the cross eyed almost like the, the simp queen. <laughs> I forget her name, but she, she kind of looks like an anime chick and she close, she kind of cross eyes and sticks out her tongue all goofy. That's kind of the face he made. You know, the whole thing. But because of just, those, yeah, not for kids. Not for kids, dude. Not even close, you know. And so it, maybe not even for most adults. <laughs> it's just probably, but, but for other reasons, you know what I mean? Like it's just not. Uh, one, one of the funniest lines I thought in there was when they did uh, find that penis. And the dude goes, he's been deboned? Is yeah. that normal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wrote that down in my notes. I'm like, oh man. And that's that's the thing. And at least at least the right the writer, director, and he played a role in it. Um, he was Buddy's dad, the clown. Yeah, the clown. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And so, which is probably my favorite character. Like I thought he was the best actor of everybody, was that dad. Yeah. 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 And I, I wish, in fact, if he was in it more, it would have been maybe better. <laughs> you know, so with the clown thing, that might have been even even cooler. One of my biggest problems with this movie was, in uh, in you know, there, there is a twist at the end. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, there were two twists. The second twist was that they never showed the rooster. I did not expect that. This is a creature feature film. You have to show the monster. Yeah. You just. You just do. And I'm, we're not talking like Blair Witch stuff where we're uh, less is more kind of thing. This is just like less meant, no budget. So we're not even going to get creative. And I think that I think it was a huge, huge mistake. If they had a small budget, they could have gotten creative. Would the rooster look like crap? Yeah, it would look probably silly and hilarious, but it would make the movie better. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, uh, way back from like Godzilla and, and a lot of those old monster movies, they wouldn't show stuff uh, until toward the end. And it was like, it was what you were watching the movie for to begin with. You weren't really interested in a lot of the other stuff going on. I'm not saying I only watched it because I wanted to see what this rooster was looking like, but I mean, it's kind of a payoff and they never did it. And I think it was a huge mistake. Yeah. Yep. It would have made the the film a lot better. Yeah, you don't actually see any because it's there's not just a were rooster. You find out later that there are were hens. Yeah, and there's multiple, and it has kind of a a crazy twist at the end, and and all of this. And we, yeah, I won't even say what it is, you know. But um, in case there might be somebody <laughs> who wants to actually endure it uh you know but it bummed me out too like you know i would have figured that even even the hens like that there'd be some kind of a transformative moment because there's a scene toward the end where they're they're circling one of the the people um mm -hmm. and, and they're circling him and it's this ceremony type thing like they're gonna be his hens right and he's gonna be uh, their rooster right mm -hmm. and uh and he gets to be with all of them too so he's supposed to, it's supposed to be like the payoff for this is yeah you know you're gonna be a were rooster uh however you're gonna be you know with all of us and don't we look great and they all come out kind of wearing these greco-roman toga looking things bed sheets bed sheets i mean <laughs> it, it, at least at least kind of hot i mean it, it made it kind of sexy and stuff you know but like it was a, it was one of those scenes though where it would have actually been cool to see, even if it was just a terrible transition, that if it would have been that they're swirling around and then show the guy's face and he's startled all of a sudden and you kind of get feathers or something toward his face and then it shows the scene again above them, like a bird's eye view above, that they would 
be where hens now, mm-hmm. you know, that, that would have made it better, but they just remained as the ladies. Yeah. And that was it, you know? And so the end though, dude, it's kind of, I felt like with you, like when you said that it started getting better. Yes, actually it started toning down on the sex jokes. It toned down on the whole, you know, all the, the, you know, I'm not gay jokes. And it was finally like the story, mm-hmm. you know, and I felt that when that happened, you, and it really, in my opinion, it happened kind of around the time, like you said, when Lou died and um, Buddy and Colonel Sanders, they're going out and they get into this debate. And I said, this was a smart debate, actually, talking about the ethics of killing and whether or not, you know, one was saying, hey, look, you know, uh, Colonel Sanders having hunted down chupacabra and stuff. He's like, look, you know, these things, it's the baser desires, you know, like this is animalistic. This isn't a rational creature. Okay. Um, whereas Buddy was hesitant. He didn't want to kill. And that's when he had the flashback about his dad and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and which is a, a funny scene. And so that was actually like kind of the best. Like you had that real quickly in a row. You have the scene with the aunt talking about um, sexual ethics and the the uh, gender and sex wars and stuff like that, you know, and, and wooing men and all of this kind of stuff. And then you have Lou die, which is a little bit of comic relief, in fact. And then you have uh, this argument over the ethics of killing and in whether or not, you know, but what if what if the the rooster can reason well, you know, it's just a crazy animal. It's violent. We need to kill it kind of thing. But it was but it was a philosophical debate. I mean, it was, it was actually kind of a contemporary thing that people do in law all the time. And so it was it was smart. And then you have the flashback to the dad clowning around right, and mm-hmm. shooting himself and citing Hamlet and stuff. So you had a series of events that took place that if the rest of the movie was like that. I would actually have rated it highly, even though the acting was bad. And if they if if they showed the were rooster, like I would have, uh, my idea of whether or not this film was worthwhile or how good or bad it was, it would be dramatically changed because I felt that that was was good. But then it kind of fell right back into that, into the what it was like before, you know. And then it, it was there was mm-hmm. a time at the end. This last thing I'll say, man, it was a, the ending. It was it was interesting because it turned into this kind of lost scenario. Like it's got this mountain and and there's this corn maze and there's even a corn maze inside of a barn, which is a little bit bizarre. Um, and there's a twist as to to who the were rooster is, um, you know. But but the the new were rooster when when he's escaping and stuff like that, and he's going through this area and he's got kind of his his shirts all torn up and stuff, revealing his. Uh, the, the fact that he's doing that that Vladimir Putin fitness program because he kind of has the same body shape as old Vlad. <laughs> and so, you know, like riding on a horse or something or polar bear. Um, and, and you know, he ends up uh, leaving town, but it, it makes it look almost like the show lost. You know, and it gave that feel to me of this. But then he shows up um, on the other side of the cornfield and stuff, and there, there's a road. And it's kind of a goofy interaction with the guy in a car because he's wanting to to get out of there. And the dude in the car is like, you know, you know, hey, uh, what are you what are you trying to do? And he's like, I need to go to a place up the road. And he goes, where's the city up the street? And he pulls out a machete. He goes, is this going to cause a problem? Right. With the machete. And the the guy pulls out this gun, this pistol. And it's all like old school Western looking. He's like, not if this does. (laughs) And I thought that was kind of a funny moment. And then as they're driving, it was funny because it was a, a kind of play on a sentence that they had about bears. And it was kind of clever the way that ended. But then the end being that the the man who's escaping, right, who's got the curse now, he looks at the camera and he, he says the final sentence of the of the film. And mm-hmm. I thought I didn't like that. I mean, I guess there's a place for that. There's some, you know, kind of that's that that fourth wall thing, you know, yeah. where. You're talking, then all of a sudden they look at the camera. Yeah, he said something like, well, there's something out there. And he goes, and, and then he slowly looks at the camera and goes, yeah, there's something. something. Yeah. Like that, you know, and that that's the end. And then there was a song that comes in, you know, 
standing in the darkness because there ain't no light in here. It's a theme song that I could have done without. And so, you know, it's like, I don't know. I don't know when it was all said and done, man. You know, I, I normally say, dude, I, I at least I did this and made it through with you. And Chad, I just don't know if it works this time. <laughs> like, I mean, this is at least therapeutic, you know, doing the show and talking about. It. And I, we're we're serious when we say we're not trying to be mean to people. Yeah. Like I would probably have fun talking to some of the actors and actresses in this, the writer. He's done other things. In fact, he's got a short film that's like Last Laugh, and it's got the clown character and stuff. Even a, even the barn where the warehands, it looks like it's the same barn that they used for the short film. Hmm. Um, and so, you know, I can imagine them being fun people. And that being on the set would have been fun kind of a thing. Yeah, but, and, I, and I'm not saying yeah. I would do any better than anybody there. You're pretty good. I think you do no. okay. <laughs> you are. We, we, we've made some fantastic films. People should go and watch those. They're really great classics. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, and let me clarify about the not seeing the were rooster. I don't necessarily mean like showing the entire body, but even if they just had built a head and showed like pecking someone to death or some crap like that, or even just a foot like crushing someone or what, whatever something to give us you know if they built a big giant were rooster yeah that might be going overboard it would be like um the the mom on the roof at the end of dead alive with her giant <laughs> butt and giant breasts you know it was it was super hokey but yeah i yeah. i i would have i would have even liked it even if the legs were like big bird dude yeah like if it was just real hokey like yeah. that might even make it funnier, you know, like, yeah, I, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Make them out of paper mache, you know? So dude, that, you know, you saw this first, you know, this was, this was really your idea. <laughs> this was you. <laughs> so what, what, what do you rate this thing, man? Like, what, what do you think, what do you think this deserves on a scale of zero being the app? Well, we've never done a zero. I mean, something's at least going to get a one, um, yeah. which is hot trash. Or yeah. five being that this is mega dope and everybody's got to go see it. Yeah. Um, well, I did laugh out loud a few times and I, I actually thought some of the filming locations were cool. You know, some of the scenery of the mountains, the marina, I thought was neat. But I, I honestly, I feel like there could have been more gore to somehow redeem it a little bit, maybe. Um, I mean, if you're going to bat, have bad acting with that many silly jokes and poor effects, you may as well go over the top of the gore, like, yeah. like uh trauma, like toxic Avenger and subject Kabuki man and all that stuff. And um, I, cu I couldn't help but think of what would trauma do with this, with this movie. They probably would have really went over the top and had a lot more fun in it mm -hmm. uh, with it. You know, the concept is right in their wheelhouse, but I just, I feel like for what it was that they were trying to do, it wasn't pulled off as well as it could have been. I think it probably looked a lot better on paper. Like, mm -hmm. um, you know, the idea of it, just the title alone to me is like, oh, okay, I have to see this movie. It sounds fun. Yeah. yeah. It sounds fun, but I don't think that it was executed as well as it probably could have been. Like I said, you know, there were some cool, uh, funny moments that I, that I laughed at. Um, but Yeah. Uh, over, so overall, yeah. I, gave, I gave it a two. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. I'll even be I'll, I'll be a little bit more generous. I'll give it a two point two. Well, do two point three because two point two is just a crappy number, you know. <laughs> you and your like like yeah. decimal stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two point two point three. So I'll give it a two point three. Um, you know. Because, because number one, the, the idea is hilarious. And they admitted, you know, people, people can watch that interview. We joked around earlier, that WJHL uh, interview. Um, they admit that it came out from just an idea that they had of a were rooster, that the concept mm -hmm. was great. And that they had kind of a script and wrote a lot of stuff out, but that they didn't even end up using it hardly at all. And that they, and, and I wonder what it would have been like, actually, if they did. And, and that they would have stuck with it. Maybe it's one of those situations that might have been a little bit better. Um, and I think that 
like I said earlier, there were certain parts of it that were funny. Right. Mm -hmm. I think Colonel Sanders was a funny dude. You know, I liked him anyway. He was kind of an endearing guy a little bit. I, I really disliked certain characters, but I felt that even Lou, even Lou, I think could have been, could have been better. Like if there, if there was some, if there was some moral to the story with her in the flashback, right. And like mm -hmm. maybe coming to realize that she didn't have to behave that way, you know, mm -hmm. and just dying like that. <laughs> Um, and you know, I liked the clown situation with the dad. I thought that was, that was actually brilliant. If that was just a short by itself, that, that flashback. And if it wasn't a flashback, but just a short contained, right. Um, that would have been a cool little flick and ending that way. No, you're the moron kind of thing. That would have been really funny. Um, the situation with the aunt with, with, uh, Lou was really good. So there was a number of things in that. Um, that I thought, and even the scene, it's almost like, almost like a midsummer feel man with like the, the wear hens going around the guy, right. Mm -hmm. That kind of thing. And it, it was some clever stuff in there with, uh, the, the conversation at the end and everything with the guy. Well, this is a problem with this pistol. So there were a number of, of things about the film that I felt that if that, if that set the tone for the whole it could have been a much better film. And so I really hope, and I mean this sincerely, because I've been dogging this movie, but I mean it sincerely, that I hope that the guy who made it continues. I guess there's, it looks like there's one coming down the, the pipe here. Mm -hmm. But I, I hope he continues making film. I hope Me that, too. yeah, I, and I, mean, I mean that. Like, um, I hope he does it, because anybody who does the time and the effort and investing, it, it costs money. It's never free like that. Mm -hmm. You know, low budget is still budget, man. Like it's still loot. And so in the organizational dynamic of this and the fact that he's doing something that he's trying to have a lot of fun and just people are laughing and stuff. Mm -hmm. I think that if he were to take the valid criticisms that people have and, and really just think about it and say, did I need to do that? Did I overplay my hand? And not to go, not to go crazy. He may, he may even disagree. I don't have to agree with critics, you know, but to, to take those things to heart and just think about it and keep on making movies because, you know, I hope to, I hope to be able in the future on the show to revisit that director or the, the main character. We didn't say hardly anything about Charlotte, you know, it, it, to see what she would do or what the guy who played Colonel Sanders, what, what he's going to do. If he's ever going to, they're going to do other movies and stuff. But to, to come back to that and revisit it and say, you know what, man, that's that's not a bad film. That's much better. And that, that's my hope for it. So I'm, and I'm being serious. I, I really mean that. But this movie, it let me down, man. It let me down. So 2.3. So, Chad, you know, you 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 put a lot of thought into this movie. You know, this is something that, you know, you could tell you'd really meditate on this and thought a lot about it, reflected on it deeply. Um, what are, what's a moral to this man, you know, that you walk away from and you say, you know, if there's anything you gleaned from this, right. What would you say that is, man? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I learned nothing from this movie. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Man. Oh, that's dude, <laughs> I, I was not dude, expecting I, that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, oh yeah i tried i tried and i tried mm. I, I couldn't come up with anything that's like it dude that's what i'll say i didn't <laughs> freaking learn nothing from this dumb that movie. was great though man that, that took me by total surprise dude <laughs> that was great man so all right we're glad that everybody joined us for this dude yes. is it episode nine dude this is 10 i think this is huh? 10 no, this is episode Dude, it is episode 10. Yeah. Bro, it's like a landmark, bro. Yes, exactly. Yeah, episode 10 the whole time. We could have been hyping that up, dude. And like, yeah, 10 in, baby. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, yeah, so 10 episodes in, man. It feels good. You know, we've gotten yeah. some some really cool follows. We've done some really cool interviews already. We've yes. got a really cool interview coming up, like mind-blowingly yeah. amazing dope sauce. Um, Super excited. Super excited, just unbelievable. And in fact, because this is a week in advance, are we allowed to say it? Um, but what if we did and then something 
happened and it's yeah that would that would be the worst bro because the man whose name rhymes with hamsdale yeah (laughs) snow hamsdale (laughs) 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 oh man it's gonna be so good though dude yeah fingers crossed for this but look everybody if you love this show and we know that you do right share it with your friends we absolutely love it and we do we do watch parties Okay, so we get together, people hop in the watch party on Facebook, and they join the comments section, and you can talk about it and everything and share it with your buddies, share it with your family and your friends, even your even your frenemies and stuff. And so, you know, and also make sure to reach out to us on uh, at Gmail. You can do that at paleocheese at gmail.com. Of course, we always love suggestions for book reviews. And like today, man, we went out, we went a little off the rails. We were talking music. Okay, so I mean, this is a fun thing. We can talk about music, books, TV, movies, soundtracks, all that stuff. And so make sure to send your your suggestions there. And of course, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, and Twitter at Paleo Cheese. Yeah, yeah. Send us pic- send us pictures of your original artwork that I stole. <laughs> I'd love to see that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man! So thank you so much for watching. Make sure to check out all the different podcasts over at Project Entertainment Network. And uh, we'll see you next time. It's been fun, Chad. Yes, it has. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Cock a doodle doo. Hello, podcast addicts and curious listeners. Dr. Galvanic's Odd Tales is a narrated podcast with dark, thrilling and mysterious stories. In each episode, Dr. Galvanic's Odd Tales will take you through the mysteries of the Australian outback, lead you into a remote corner of the galaxy, or it will accompany you through a mind-bending nightmare. You can find Dr. Galvanic's Odd Tales on Apple Podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Subscribe to the show so you won't miss another episode. See you out there. <laughs>